listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word. have received something from this series thus far. And it's not just little things that are unimportant. I believe we're receiving big nuggets that are really going to change our destinies together, that we can be like that couple in the beginning and we can be like that couple at the end and we can try and hopefully kind of eliminate all that middle ground and that middle stuff. But today is perhaps the biggest day of the whole series. Are you ready for it? Because today, ladies, it is your day. Come on, look like, look at another lady and high five her and say, today's our day. Come on, today's our day, ladies. And I don't want you to be offended with me at first glance, because if you would notice the title of my message today is The Rebellious Woman. The rebellious woman. Don't be haters yet. Just hold off with that thought. But can I tell you, ladies, I have been inundated this week with emails, texts, and calls from your husbands and future husbands saying to me, Pastor P, I know you're talking to the ladies this week. Here's what I would like you to tell them. Pastor P, if you're struggling for points, may I give you five, twenty, a hundred of them. I've even had people plead with me and offer me money to say certain things. But seriously today, I promise you this, I am only joking. But to understand our God-given roles, it's of the greatest importance to a marriage which is going to go the distance. For us to be able to understand our God-given roles. Don't shoot me down today with what we're going to teach on. Because these are not my words. I'm just the messenger. I'm just delivering to you straight from God's word. And the last time I checked, when we live by the book, come on, our lives are complete in God. Last week we looked at the man's role. His responsibility in the home. The man's role is to lead the home, to be the head of his family. He is to lead both spiritually, financially, and by protecting his family. Husbands, we are to be bringing our wives closer to God. Their relationship with God should be better because of the relationship we have with God. Financially in our house, we need to stand up and say no more spending. We're not going to go in debt. We're going to do things God's way. And here's the first thing that we're going to do. And that is this, we're going to tithe, we're going to include God into our finances. Then we talked about protection, not only physically, but also emotionally. A lot of women today are wounded, they've been hurt. It's our roles as the husband to speak life into them, to encourage them, to build them up so they will trust us because a woman who trusts you is a woman that will do anything for you. Women are loyal, they want loyalty, they love that. 
And they will be loyal to someone who they believe values them and appreciates them. And all the ladies said, Amen. Amen. So we're looking at that. So today we're going to do the role reversal today and we're going to look at the woman's role. But we're also going to identify the woman's role by identifying or bringing home some of the lies that Satan has used to try to get her to rebel instead of to submit. And try and make her rebel against God's roles and responsibilities. Let me give you a joke this morning. Can I give you a joke? Someone told a joke about two lines of men waiting to get into heaven. One line was for men who were controlled by their wives. And the line stretched as far as the eye could see. The other line was for men who were not controlled by their wives. And in it stood just one man. St. Peter went over to the man and he asked the man, what was he doing in that line? To which he replied, I don't know. My wife just told me to shut up and stand over there. (laughs) Turn with me this morning to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 22. The word of God tells us, wives, submit. Say that with me, submit. Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. The man's position to lead. The woman's position is to submit. 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 Look what it says in Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. It says these words, do not be conformed to this world. Literally means do not follow the patterns of this world. Another translation or definition is don't be put in the mold or the model of the world. The world wants to model us that our lives look like it, that our lives sound like it, that our lives become like it. The Word of God says that as children of God, we're not to be part of the world. We're not to be conformed. We're not to build our marriages in the image of the world. But it says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Say with me, a new way of thinking. A new way of thinking. I want to say it this way, an independent way of thinking, independent from the lies of the world, but yet fully connected to God's word. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of the world. You could preach on that verse for hours and hours. That it says when we're not conformed but transformed, guess what? We will do the good and acceptable will of God. We will have marriages, homes, finances, our lives that will go the distance. Why? When we don't choose to conform to the world but rather follow the word of God. The reason I read that this morning is because I believe there is an image of this world that is totally wrong when it comes to submission. And it's the image of this world that we have conformed to instead of the image of God. We're putting ourselves, our marriages, our homes in a mold that is going to destroy them instead of discovering God's perfect place for the woman. His perfect role, her perfect responsibility. You see, as soon as many women hear the word submission, they can get defensive. 
And I'm just going to be honest with you today. I don't blame most of you women for feeling defensive like that because what we've labeled as submission today is dictatorship. It's control. It's manipulation, which is the pattern of the world. It's not the pattern of God. Do I hear an amen? So listen to me, ladies. We're not talking about you being barefoot and pregnant. Not speaking unless you're spoken to and to live in humble submission to your man. Can I tell you, that's chauvinism, not God's way. That's being chauvinistic, not godly. Let me read this verse or the verse before what we just read because we're good at saying wives submit to your husbands and guys we bow up our chests and say listen to the word of God. But you know what, if we're going to get to verse 22, maybe we need to start at verse 21. And verse 21 says, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Submitting to one another. We talked about this Wednesday night, and I'm not going to go there in great depth, but we discovered as the man, as the head, as the leader of the home, he is to lead with submission. He is to lead and submit. The world says you can't do that, and we've conformed ourselves to that, but God's word says we can. Jesus gave us the example. How did he give the example? He said, I did not come to be served, but I came to serve. Husbands, as we lead our wives, we are to serve our wives. We are to consider them also, their thoughts, their input, their ideas. Not just push them aside and say, it's my way or the highway. If you're going to be like that, guess what? You're going to live a lonely life. You're going to live a lonely wife. To lead, you betcha. To lead, guys, most definitely. But we are to lead submissively. To submit our selfish desires and wants in order to serve our wives and to serve our family. Do you realize there's other needs in the home except just yours, guys? Your spouse, your wife has needs too. So godly submission is a partnership with two people at the table. God has just assigned the man the task of setting the tone and the direction for the home, but the wife should be able to confidently share her thoughts and opinions too. Why? Because she should know that her husband values her input into the marriage. I value Kelly's input into our marriage. I have to tell you right now, I have to sometimes make decisions, sometimes contrary to that, if that's the decisions I feel, but I value her input. I ask her her input. Fred had a dilemma last week. What job should I do? I told him, follow your gut, which is pray about it and ask God to do it, and then ask your wife. Come on, how how many knows that's important? Your wife can be your Holy Spirit, and all the guys say, thank you, God. But ladies, I've come to realize through studying this and reading from God's word that to submit requires faith. To submit requires faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So what does faith mean? It may not be right there yet, but it's still our responsibility to do. To submit requires faith. I can tell you right now, there's some things in God's word that I don't fully understand. There's some things in God's word that I can question. Can I give you an example? I understand the need and why we should tithe. 
When it comes to tithing, I understand that God's word tells us that. But you know what? I don't understand still how 90% goes further than 100%. I mean, come on, mathematically, that cannot make sense. If I've got $1,000, I've got more money with $1,000 than I have with 900 Come on, it's not a trick question. Just nod with me and say, yes, pastor, that's correct. I understand we should tithe, but I don't understand how it really works. Anyone with me on that? I know it works, and I've proven God. So what do I do? Even though I can't figure it out in my puny mind, what do I do? God, you said to do it. So God, I'm going to have the faith to do it. And guess what? As I have the faith to do it, man, I'm reaping the rewards of walking in God. Ladies, you may not fully comprehend why you should submit. And what's the importance and the necessity? But listen, if God says do it, he's not asking as a suggestion. He's telling you to do it. But you see, what tends to happen when I don't fully understand something is this. I want to take control of the situation. If I don't fully understand something, I want to take control of the situation. I want to try and be the God of the situation. And ladies, we've got to watch. When we don't fully understand submission, we'll take control and we'll try and take the lead. We'll be the dominant person in the family and therefore we will compete instead of complete. Uh God requires for me to live in accordance to his word and have the faith to do it. Just like ladies, he requires you to have the faith. So why is it so hard to submit? It's hard because it goes against most of what we're taught and what we believe these days. In fact, for a lady to submit to a man is weird. But you know what? It's weird in God's way. And when it's weird God's way, that means it's a good thing. Because anytime it's a God thing, say with me, it's a good thing. In fact, many times, and I'm not going to preach this today because I want to get into the, just the meat of this word today, but many times the word of God appears at first to be backwards. That you give to receive. I mean, kind of backwards. That you to lay down your life and then surrender into your life, you get life. How many knows that it appears at first to kind of be backwards. But I can tell you this, it may appear to be backwards, but when you apply your life to it by faith, it will sure move you forward. It sure moves you forward. Here's what ladies say, well, Pastor P, I'll submit when. Come on, we've got a whole list of whens. I'll submit when he starts acting right. I'll submit when he starts loving me like he should. I'll submit when he la 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 da 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 Let me give you a generic example to this. Ladies would say, I will submit when he starts taking the lead in the home. Have you thought about the other side of the equation? Perhaps his desire is to take lead, but he cannot take lead while you're also trying to take lead. Well, I'll submit when he, perhaps he's waiting for you to relinquish that control so he can take the leadership. Because he cannot submit or he cannot lead until, ladies, you submit to him. Ladies, here's a thought you need to have when it comes to submission. And that is this, as you submit to him, you release him to lead the home. 
You release him to be what God has called him to be because as long as you're operating in that role, guess what? He probably is not going to be able to compete with you. And it's not his role to compete, it's his role to complete. So back to the garden. I want to take us back to the garden, back to Adam and Eve. And I want to point out one very important point today that a lot of people attack and use against women. Satan did not attack women because women are the weaker sex. The Bible doesn't say that they are weaker. The Bible says to give honor as to the weaker. But the Bible says that we are joint heirs with the Father is what it says. We are joint heirs. So it wasn't because it was the weakest link that Satan went after the woman. We already talked about from the garden how Adam, God's leader, should have stepped in, found a shovel, beat the serpent over the head and said, get out of here. God's told us we shouldn't eat. It's the only thing we can't do and therefore we're going to abide by the rules. But he didn't. He abdicated his leadership position and therefore he stood there passively while his wife ate of the fruit and then he himself ate. So we know what he did wrong. He did not take the leadership. But what did the woman do wrong? Can I tell you today, here's what the woman did wrong. She rebelled against God. She rebelled against God. God blessed the woman to follow and first submit to him. And then she was to submit to her husband. First to God. Second to her husband. By taking and eating the fruit... She didn't do this, but she rather rebelled against God's standards. And that day they both sinned, but in different ways. The man failed to lead and the woman failed to submit. Ladies, the only way to be successful in life and in marriage is to live a life fully submitted to God your Lord and Saviour. Craig Rochelle in his book uses an incredible illustration how a wild horse will not take a rider to its desired destination until that horse is broken. Till it's broken in. Until that horse is broken and submits to the master, then it can go in the right direction and take that family, that person, that marriage to the place it needs to be. You see, if we're going to have marriages that goes the distance, men and women, we have to submit to God. And our greatest desires have to be to please the number one. And when we live a life to please the number one, guess what? We're going to understand what it is to submit and please our number two. Ladies, when God is your number one... And you allow him to give you your number two. It should be a joy to submit to your husband. Not a burden, but a delight. It should be a joy. If you're suffering through this, you need to perhaps submit a little bit more to God. Because it should be a joy to submit to your husband. I know some people don't like that. But all the men in here, let me remind you once again who she is submitting to. She's submitting to a man who understands his God-given 
role and responsibility to lead, but it's a man whose relationship with God is where it needs to be and therefore he is leading the home in a godly, right manner. Unfortunately, there's a lot of wrong ideas and thoughts in dating that have caused us to submit to them. We've become conformed, as we read from Romans 12, verse 2, to the wrong things. And whenever we're partaking in the wrong things, garbage in, garbage out. What we put into us is what's going to come out. And all the things of this world are battling against godly submission in our lives. Submission is not about being a servant to the world. But submission is about being a servant to God. Ladies, when you hear the words, you are to submit, that means you to serve God and to live according to His word. Not to be conformed. Come on, say that with me. Not conformed, but transformed. Come on, say that again. Not conformed, but transformed. Seeing a new way, a transformed mind. Here's a thought for you, ladies, and here's where the title of my message comes from. Are you ready for this thought? In submission... You are really rebelling. I want that just to sink in for a minute because we're talking about the rebellious woman today. In submission, you are really rebelling. What do I mean by that? In order to serve God and to be obedient to His word, you have got to rebel against the world. In order to be God's woman and the wife that God purposed and destined for you to be, you have got to rebel against being conformed to what the world is telling us women need to be. I hate to say this, ladies, but you were not created to have the equal leadership in the home. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about we need some ladies to be rebellious in the house. And what I'm talking about, rebel against the world and find yourselves submitting to God. Because when we live like that, our marriages are going to go the distance. It's going to be a joy. It's going to be a delight. Your love relationship with your husband is going to be greater than you have ever experienced in your life before. Listen to me, you cannot have success in your marriage, in your home, and in your life if you try to do it any other way than God's way. You can argue with me today and say, well, that's not true, Pastor P. But listen, we're not just talking about success for a time. We're talking about going the distance. We're not talking about going partway. You may say, well, my marriage is perfectly fine right now. Hey, we saw a video. Their marriage was great for about a week on the honeymoon. Come on, how many knows the honeymoon wears off? Come on, you're not helping me out in here. The honeymoon experience wears off. And if we don't watch, we can be at odds with each other. If we're going to have continued success, we don't want it just to be a flash in the pan. We don't want to be a five minute wonder. We don't want to be up here one minute in our marriage and down here the next. We want a marriage that's consistent. We want a godly marriage and a godly home. How does that come? Man, leader, woman, submits. Satan will always give you enough 
to bait you into his trap. Satan will always give you enough to bait you into his trap. Ladies, if you're going to be rebellious against the world and you're going to submit to God and your husbands, I'm telling you, we've got to identify some lies that Satan wants to throw out against you. Ready? Lie number one. Here's lie number one. Lie number one is this. I have got to have a guy. Lie number one is I've got to have a guy lie. Perhaps today we all know that person. Perhaps we know that person all too well. Perhaps that person is you today. Some women feel completely incomplete without a man. So they submit to the wrong way of thinking, rebelling against God and giving their lives, conforming their lives, building their relationship in the image of the world instead of God. Submitting to the world, rebelling against God. I've heard it said many times, if only they could find someone, that would complete them. I've heard people say that. If I could find someone, my life would be complete. Can I tell you today that no boyfriend or husband can ever complete you? You should never rely on a boyfriend or a husband to complete you. Why? Because no person can complete you. The only one who can is God. Is God. It's God. Back to the garden. Adam and Eve. Serpent. Tree. What was the lie that Satan used against Eve? Well, we know he, she said, you'll be like God if you do this. God knows that you'll be like him. But I want to look a little bit deeper. What was, what, was, what was the serpent trying to appeal to within Eve? Can I tell you the lie that he trapped Eve with, with was this. You will never be fully complete until you eat the fruit. You won't be like God. You won't be like this person. You won't be. You'll never be fully complete in your life until you eat of the fruit. The only one thing that they weren't able to do was the one thing that Satan used against them. Have you ever heard lies like this, ladies? You better watch out. Your time clock is running out. All the good guys are falling for the other girls. You'll always be miserable without a husband. Everyone else is getting married but you. You've got to watch because we'll submit to those lies and therefore rebel against God. Philippians 4 verse 19 says this, And my God shall supply all your needs. Come on, Miss Bobby, help me out in the house. I love it when Miss Bobby is in the house. There is a different vibe in the house when Miss Bobby is here. Come on, let's do that again, Miss Bobby. And my God. Mmm, I like that. Come on. Come on. We're going to help Miss Bobby out here today. Can we help Miss Bobby out? Are you ready? And my God. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus or riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Why have we just thought that that scripture is about our pocketbook? 
Why have we just equated that when it comes to giving our tithes, that God's going to supply all our needs physically, financially. He's going to give us all our needs. Can I tell you right now that God is not just limited to your financial needs. God says, and my God shall give to you everything that you need, all your needs. Can I tell you, ladies, today, that also includes your emotional needs. That includes your spiritual, of course, but it also includes in relationship. That God is not, man is not the answer, but God is. Man is not the answer, but God is. You are complete in Him. You know how many ladies go through life? They feel like they go through life as a half. That one day they'll find their other half. The Bible doesn't say that two halves shall make a whole. The Bible says that two becomes one. So you are complete. Don't believe the lie that you are incomplete without someone else. Why? Because your completion does not come through man. Your completion comes through God. Do I hear an amen? Come on, I'm ready to preach in the house today. You're one whole, complete person in God. Don't believe the lie because you will submit to that and rebel against God. We're going to be a rebellious woman, but we're going to rebel against the world. We're going to submit to God. Do I hear an amen from the ladies in the house? Lie number two. Are you ready for it? Lie number two. I've got to look a certain way. I've got to look a certain way, lie. lie. We are bombarded with these lies everywhere we turn. From the society we live in, here's the message that screams out, that tries to grab our submission, and it's this. It's the pretty girls that get the guys, and guess what? Sorry, sweetheart, you're not her. We're trying to compete all the time. We see the models, we see the images, we see those that are kind of sprayed up a little bit and they're faked, all the pimples and imperfections are airbrushed away. Come on, that's not just how God made women to be. So what do we do? We begin to conform to that. We begin to submit to that. And we begin to buy into the lies. And all the time when we are, we're rebelling against God. Here's some more lies that Satan uses when you've got to look a certain way. You're never going to measure up. Have you seen yourself lately? You can't compete with those other girls. You're not attractive. You're fat. You're too thin. You're too short. You're too tall. You're not pretty enough to get that guy. Unfortunately, ladies, men are visually orientated. And it's been to our demise. Because it's made us as men many times very shallow in what we see and what we grab a hold of. So because men are visually orientated, don't get me wrong, we're not saying today don't take care of yourself. If the barn door needs painting, I didn't say it, Miss Bobby said it. Some of you maybe need to add a second coat. Do I hear an amen or oh my? Help us, Jesus. But I believe you should take care of yourselves. I believe you should present yourself well. 
But too much emphasis today is put on looks. And therefore we have very shallow relationships. Look what it says in Proverbs 31.30. It says, Charm is deceitful. And beauty is passing or fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Let me read that one more time. Charm is deceitful. What does that mean? Charm is, so, is, is very shallow. It's deceitful. It's not what it appears to be. It can be nice at first and all the charm and everything. But when you get below it, there's nothing there. Come on, it's like cotton candy. It's a whole lot of fluff and a whole lot of stuff. But when you put it in your mouth, there's not a whole lot to it. Do you know what I'm talking about? It kind of goes down to nothing. That's what charm is. Don't be charmed. It goes on to say, and beauty is passing or beauty is fleeting. You know what that says? Can I give you my definition today? Gravity will take over. Sooner than later, I mean sooner or later. I'm going to say this today. Ladies, no matter how much you get tucked, pulled, pushed, lifted and injected, your outward being is temporary and fading. And I'm not just saying for that for the ladies today, I'm saying that for the men here today. You want to know the kind of virtues that you want to submit to as a woman? I challenge you all, get Proverbs 31 and go through that. Proverbs 31 speaks about a virtuous woman. I looked up that word virtue and it means moral excellence and goodness. God wants you to have moral excellence and goodness in your life. Come on, you cannot have both. You cannot be submitted to the world and submitted to God. If you're going to be a virtuous woman, come on, you've got to submit to God and you've got to rebel against the world. You can't be conformed to the world's thinking. You've got to be transformed by having a new way of thinking. God's way of thinking. A virtuous woman is a woman that's held with great honor. That people see her, they respect her. It's a woman of worth. It's a woman of dignity. It's a godly woman. Can I say this, ladies? God has called you to be godly women. I want to give you Kelly and I's story, if I may, today. Miss Dolores gave me this little magnet to put on my wrist. It's not a wrist. It's not a Nicorette patch, so don't worry. Can I give you Kelly and I's story? And it was really funny when I was reading the book because our story was very similar to Craig Rochelle and his wife's Amy's story. When Kelly and I first met, we had met each other in the fact of, hey, Kelly, I'm Philip. Hey, Philip, I'm Kelly. I knew she had green eyes because she told me she had green eyes. I knew her color of her hair. I'd seen the color of her hair. I knew that. I knew how, how petite and small she was. I'd seen her. Can I tell you this? Kelly and I's relationship started on the phone. We didn't sit in front of each other. So when I knew her eyes were green, I didn't know what her eyes looked like. I knew kind of what her face looked like because I could pick her out in a crowd. But I really didn't know what she looked like because I hadn't looked at her that way. Understand what I'm saying? So we began to strike up conversations for weeks and months on the telephone without even going out on a date, without even seeing each other. We began to fall in love with each other without even knowing really what the other person 
looked like, listen to me, in the world's eyes. But in God's eyes, I discovered who she really was. I didn't go after her because of her looks. I didn't go after her because of the color of her eyes. I went after her because of the beautiful woman that she was inside. Because every time I would call her, I would feel just her faith. I would feel her warmth. I would just feel her inner strength, her gentle spirit, just the fact of how low maintenance, just all these things about her. I fell in love with all of that before I fell in love with the outward appearance. Can I tell you, I believe the outward is just equally as beautiful as the inward. But you know why I love her so much? It's not because what's on the outside. Because of what's on the inside. Ladies, if you want someone to truly love you, it's not this that you need to worry about. It's your heart. Ladies, if you want to be beautiful, get to know the beautiful one. Submit to him. Rebel against all that other stuff. Be a rebellious woman. Come on, guys. We're telling you, ladies, it's all right for you to be rebellious, but in the right way. Rebel against the world and what it says. Look what it says in 1 Peter 3, verse 5. and oh, 1 Peter 5, 3, verse 3 through 5. There you go. Did I get that right? 1 Peter 3, verses 3 to 5. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing the gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit which is very precious in the sight of God. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who were trusting in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husband. What is the word of God telling us there? We put too much effort on the outward instead of putting effort on the inward. It's sad, really, to be honest with you, how much or how little time women perhaps spend on the outward versus what they spend on the inward. The outward looks beautiful, but the inward is dying. There's no character. There's no virtues. Listen to me, all you young ladies here that you're looking for a guy. You want to know how to win a guy? I'll tell you, first and foremost, get on the front rows of church. Get your hands higher than anyone else in worship. Get in the word of God and pray. Put so much effort into getting your heart where it needs to be and God will bring you the person that will meet your every need. Come on, if you're going to agree with that today, let's agree with that today. Ladies, your, grace, ladies, your greatest asset is your heart. It's not what the world says and we're not going to go there today. But we know what the world says is a woman's greatest asset. The woman's greatest asset is a heart. And it's not just a heart. It's a heart for God. And that's where you need to submit. Are you with me? Lie number three. I can change him. I can change him. Lie. Oh, but Pastor P, if they only knew him. Come on, we must rebel against that lie because I cannot change him. You can't change him. You can't change anyone, especially him. You can take a pig. You can take it out of the sty. 
You can wash it. You can bathe it. You can shave it. You can clean it. You can put makeup on it. You can dress it up. You can do whatever you want. But as soon as that pig finds a mud puddle, that pig's going to roll in it. Why? Because a pig is a pig. If that's a little bit harsh for you today, let me give you another illustration. Sweet girl meets jerk guy. Everyone but sweet girl knows he's a jerk and not right for her. Sweet girl tells herself, obviously they all don't know him as I know him. For if they did, they would not feel that way. But here's more lies. Listen, if you want to know when Satan's lying, if his lips are moving, he's lying. Satan's lips are moving, he's lying. Here's some more lies. He's got such potential. Can I just throw something out here? It's not on my notes. I'm walking away from my notes. If he's got so much potential, let him show it. If he's got potential, let it be seen. Because potential is something that's stored up inside that at any time it can come out. If you're not seeing it, run for your life. He's got so much potential. Everyone who loves me is just plain wrong about him. You know what? I know he's not perfect, but I can change him. Come on, I need your help in here. Can you you help me today? Can everyone say with me, sweet girl? Wake up. If everyone says you're dating a jerk, you're dating jerk guy. Do I hear an amen? It's like you saying, you know what, I I need a car to get to work. I need a car to go to school. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to go to the car lot. I'm going to go to the junkyard. And I'm going to find me a beat up beauty. You know what, it's maybe not run for a couple of years. It may be a little bit rusty. But you know what, I can make it work. And it can get me where I want to be. How foolish would that be? Absolutely foolish. I need a fixer-upper. I can find me a fixer-upper. You wouldn't do that. It would be silly because it's probably not going to start in the first place. And if it does, it's not going to be reliable. It's not going to get you where you need to go. And it's going to cause you more heartache and pain. And it's going to drain you financially and in every other way. So we don't do that thinking about it. But yet, how many times do we submit to that in a relationship while rebelling against God? Listen to me, if it's a problem now, I do are not magical words that's going to solve it and make it go away. If it's a problem now, when you get married, it's going to invite other unwanted guests to come with it. I know, ladies, this may shock some of you today. I apologize. But guys are not perfect. I know, ladies, that is a shock to you. I hate to break it to you. We're going to have a counseling session afterwards for everyone who is traumatized by that. Men are not perfect. And even the one who God has for you is not going to be perfect. But listen to me. Don't date a fixer-upper. Because a fixer-upper is just a piece of junk. It's a piece of junk. Maybe a chip in the windshield, we can replace that. But how many knows if the timing belt's gone and there's no engine even in the car, you can't do much with that. You may say, well, Pastor P, 
Why is it that it seems that all the guys I attract are like me? I'm going to give it to you today, and I'm going to give it to you the only way I can. Put it up on the screen, Patricia, and let's do it together. If the wrong type of guy is always jumping on your hook, maybe you're fishing with the wrong kind of bait. If the wrong kind of guy is jumping on your hook, maybe you're fishing with the wrong bait. And I'm going to throw out another one out there. This is for free today. Not in my notes. Maybe you're fishing in the wrong pond too. This is the pond you need to be fishing in. And you know what? Don't go for Mr. Right now because it may be the best option you have right now, but it doesn't mean he's Mr. Right. Don't go for the best option now. Wait for the best that God has for your life. Listen, ladies, instead of flirting, why not try genuine friendship? Ladies, instead of cleavage, why not try character? But pastor, I I don't dress like that and I don't conduct myself like that and carry myself in that kind of manner and it still seems the wrong people are attracted to me. Listen to me, maybe it's your insecurities. Maybe it's your neediness. Maybe it's the fact that you feel you don't deserve more. There are many wrong signals that you can send out and a wrong signal is always going to attract the wrong guy. I could go on today, but I need to bring this to a close. Ladies, we've got to be transformed and not conformed. It's going to take faith to be the woman that God has called you to be. But first, as you submit to him, he'll give you the wisdom and the knowledge and the strength to be able to submit to him. It's your role. It's your responsibility. You may not see it right now, but I believe through submission, ladies, you can release something in your husbands or husbands-to-be that will motivate them to take the lead in the home. We've got to submit to God's way and not the world's. Because in submitting to God, we are... In submitting to God, we are... In submitting to God, we are... All right, we've got half of you right now. Let's try it one more time. In submitting to God, we are... And that's the rebellious woman that God has called us to be. Because if you're rebelling against God, you're submitting, you're giving in. We used to wrestle when we were kids and the word or the code name was this, do you submit? Do you submit? Let me hear you say, I submit, I give in, I yield, you whooped me, you beat me. Are we giving in to the world instead of giving in to God? The Bible says we cannot serve two masters. We'll love one and hate the other. We'll worship one, submit. We'll rebel against the other. Ladies, God calls you to submit to your husbands after you submit to him. Then your marriage will go the distance and you will find complete fulfillment. Don't fall victims to the lies. What was the lies today? What was the first lie? I've got to have a man. Second lie was I've got to look a certain way. And the third one was, I can change him. I can change him. 
and trying to change him, you're going to change. And not in the right way. Don't fall victims to those lies. Don't fall victim to those twisted truths. Learn godly submission. Learn for him. I'm closing today, but you know what? I know that there's some people here that may say, well, Pastor P, my husband's not saved and it's, it's hard for me to submit. Let me also add this. Your first submission is to God. So if an ungodly husband is asking you to do anything that is ungodly, you've got to submit to God first. But can I tell you, in submitting to God, your life will completely change. And I believe, as Peter said, that you can win your husband with the Christ-likeness that you can possess inside of you. Men, it's your role to lead. Women, it's your role to submit. But men also, our leadership is in submission as we serve our wives. As together, we have a marriage that goes the distance. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's word into effect. At Heart Seas Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.